Welcome to Smith Weekly Discussions, an occasional program for our members of Smith Weekly Research. Please note this program is a private discussion and everything contained herein is for entertainment and educational purposes only. With that, we hope you're in a comfortable position, along with your favorite beverage, to enjoy the discussion. We remind our audience to examine our show notes attached to each of our shows to better understand how our program functions. Before we get into our discussion, we want to say thanks for questions coming from our audience at Smith Weekly, including Nick W., Paul M., Todd A., and Ryan S. Returning guest on the program today, Walt Coles is here with us. Walt is the Chief Executive Officer of Skeena Resources, a gold project developer in British Columbia that is advancing the SK Creek project. Skinner Resources is listed on the New York Stock Exchange under the symbol SKE and also on the Toronto Stock Exchange under the same symbol SKE. Mr. Coles, how are you, sir? I'm doing great, Andrew. Thanks for having me join you. Yes, it's been about 14 months since we last talked to Skeena, but give the audience a quick update and overview of the company and then we'll get into some specifics. Our project's located in the, in the Golden Triangle of Northwestern British Columbia. It's a past-producing underground mine that operated from the 19, early 1990s until uh, 2008, first quarter, right in the middle of the financial crisis. It was shut down. And our twist is to go back to this asset that was operated by Barrick. We've since acquired it 100%, and we're looking to revitalize it as an open pit mine. Got a great resource that's there. It's over 5 million ounces of gold. We've got reserves that are about 4 million ounces. The open pit grade is 4.6 grams gold equivalent, which is spectacular grade for an open pit. Huge margin of safety because of that. This is a project that will work at $1,000 gold. Uh, it still makes good money or, you know, shucks at $2,000 gold. It, it, it uh, is an incredible uh, cash printing machine. So uh, we're working on the feasibility study now. Should have that done in Q1. We'll look to do project financing in the spring and start construction next summer. How about uh, capital structure here? Maybe just cover the uh, shares outstanding at this point, uh, cash on hand, and then also uh, any major shareholders that you can highlight. We're about 65 million shares outstanding. We don't have any debt. We've got about 22 million of cash at the moment. Market cap is probably around 750 million Canadian. Uh, we've been hit along with everybody else in the sector in the last two weeks. It's been a, a bit of a drawdown, which frankly I find somewhat puzzling because if you look at the price of gold the last couple of weeks, you know, maybe it's only down maybe three or four percent. And so many of these equities in our sector are down, you know, 20, 25 percent. I kind of think is a consequence of just how small the gold mining sector is, you know, relative to like, you know, the market caps of like an Apple or a Google. I mean, the whole sector is, is pretty small. And so, you know, I think we're susceptible to a big fund uh, could come into the sector and, and buy a bunch of stock or sell a bunch of stock. And it, and it moves the equities kind of all over the place, which does make good trading opportunities for shareholders. Our largest shareholder is a family office out of Germany, Heidelberg, and they own about 15% of the company. Uh, Barrick has about 9%. And then uh, a large investment fund in New York owns about seven to eight percent and then after that it's the usual precious metal mutual funds like fidelity blackrock franklin templeton the dedicated players in the space you know i feel honored to say that that most of them are shareholders in the company part of the reason we did the new york stock exchange listing a few weeks ago was to broaden investor access and awareness of skeena in hopes that we can start to attract more of the generalist investors to our shareholder base 
good roster there, certainly some notable names on that front. And with the market, you know, Walt, it seems that sentiment definitely is down a bit. Some of the, the declines recently speaks to the leverage in the broad market, too, because it's not just the gold equities. You know, all junior natural resource equities across the board have all suffered, probably getting squeezed by the broad market events, most likely. And that kind of spills over. And, and we've definitely seen that in other sectors, as you well know. How about the feasibility study for a moment? This is an important component coming out here in a few months. Talk about what goals you'd like to see come out of this feasibility study in terms of mine life, the annual production profile, maybe speak to any uh, CapEx changes, which I suspect are probably going up a bit uh, due to market conditions and supply chain issues, and then also speak to the sustaining costs because you said, you know, this thing is a very robust project. It's got grade. An engineer, actually, uh, who you might know, uh, Ron Hochstein, I think a decade ago, he's the CEO of Lundin Gold and used to be the CEO of Denison, a uranium company. He said to me, good grades make for good miners. And what he meant by grades, not grades in school, but grades in your deposit. If you have a good deposit in terms of high grade, it'll give you margin of safety and it will cover up mistakes that you might make. And that's what we have at SK. Uh, we are racing as quickly as we can to get this project into production because there's a re-rate that typically happens to companies once they're generating cash flow. Uh, a great valuation comparable for our project, SK Creek, is the Bruce Jack project, which is owned by Predium, and Predium is being acquired by Newcrest at a purchase price of 3.5 billion Canadian. Uh, Bruce Jack last year produced 348,000 ounces of gold. SK Creek in our pre-feasibility study is forecast to produce 352,000 ounces of gold each year for the next 10 years. And the all-in-sustainable cost at SK is predicted to be around $550 US per ounce of gold equivalent production. Compare that to Predium, where the all-in-sustainable cost last year was around $950 US. So you can see that um, SK Creek should be about 50% more profitable per ounce than Pridium. The big difference in these two projects is Bruce Jack, Pridium's project is in production and Skeena is a couple years away from being in production. But you know, look at that valuation gap. Skeena's got a market cap of 750 million and I would argue a better project than Pridium and Pridium just sold for 3.5 billion. So what that means to me is that by getting this project into production, we should be able to close that valuation gap, which could potentially give our shareholders a three, four, or maybe five bagger in a return. Now, the, the caveat to all this is that's assuming the price of gold stays right where it is, which commodities never do that. They, they will either go higher or they will go lower. It certainly feels like in this inflationary environment that everybody you know, talks about that that there are some tailwinds to the price of gold. And so, you know, maybe we get lucky and the price of gold drifts higher over the next couple of years, which increases that upside potential on our project. You asked about CapEx. The CapEx in our pre-feasibility study was a very modest 381 million US dollars. And the reason it's so modest is because this is a brownfield site. It's a past producing mine. And a lot of the infrastructure is already in place, meaning we don't have to build roads or you know, there's a hydroelectric facility 14 kilometers away. There's a fully permitted tailings uh, storage facility with ample capacity. So those things all come into play in keeping our CapEx uh, pretty modest. 
Now, having said that, our engineering firm has guided us to expect the 10 to 15% increase in the CapEx due to inflation that they're seeing across the board. That seems to be in line with a lot of other figures here and, and just going back over and putting the numbers together and getting new quotes, et cetera, on the major components. Is there any expectations or goals that you guys have set out in terms of, do you see that the mine life might go up a little bit? Talk about the annual production. Do you see that that is pretty much steady where it is with the pre-feasibility? Do you see that possibly changing? And then lastly, can you speak to the silver component of this? Yeah, the silver component at SK is about 30% of the economic value. Uh, we always just refer to it as gold equivalent production, but it's, you know, if you took a dollar of, of earnings, about 30% of that will come from silver and 70 from uh, gold. In terms of, you know, how does a project change between the pre-fees and the feasibility study, there should be an increase in, in the annual production profile. And in the first five or six years, we should be mining uh, ore that ranges between five and six grams. And then in the back half of the mine life, we left the lower grade ore. And so there's a pretty significant drop off in grade. It goes down to two to three grams in years, you know, call it six through 10. When that grade goes down, that means the production profile goes down in those years. First five years, the production is averaging about, in the pre-feasibility, was averaging about 450,000 ounces a year, gold equivalent. Then in years six through 10, it was dropping down to around 250,000 ounces a year. So you get that average over the life of mine of 350. Our goal for the feasibility study is to get the average over 400,000 ounces. And the consequence of that is going to be that the mine life shortens from 10 years to maybe eight and a half years. But, you know, that's, we expect that to change. Uh, we, we're rushing to get the project in production ahead of being done doing expiration here. Like we've got a lot of targets and I have a high degree of confidence in our expiration team's ability to add more ounces and grow the resource and the reserves over the next two years. You know, why am I confident we can do that? If you go back 18 months ago, the resource at SK Creek was 4 million ounces gold equivalent. And then this summer we provided an update based on drilling that we'd done and we grew the resource from 4 million ounces in the measured, indicated, and inferred categories up to 5.6 million ounces. I think most of that 5.6 million ounces was in measured and indicated, but you can see the, the growth from 4 million to 5.6 million ounces. I believe that over the next 18 months, we'll see similar kind of uh, growth, and that additional material will backfill the mine life and allow us to hopefully get the mine life up to 12 or 13 years. My understanding is there's sufficient grounds plus SNP to be able to move this up, as you just said, you know, see it eventually get there to 12, 13, 14 years, potentially just out of the expiration potential, which obviously could become a serious focus once this thing starts to cash flow. Talk about just some of the other issues. I know there's been some points on Skeena has been discussed about the technical viability of, of the project, which you guys have worked through by changing some of the parameters of, of how things are going to be processed. Talk about the technical challenges in the past, how you guys have mitigated some of those. And then also, I think this is a real big key as compared to your peer developers, Walt. It has historic mining on it that the permit 
challenges are going to be significantly less as compared to development peers in British Columbia, the bulk of permits in place or some that need to be amended. We're permitted on some aspects of the project, but not all of the aspects. There's still a number of permits that we'll need to get over the next, you know, hopefully 18 months. Uh, we'll get those and be on the runway to uh, production. You're right in that SGA had a reputation as a project that was challenging on the metallurgy front. It is a refractory ore body. And by refractory, we mean that you can't separate the gold from gold and silver from the rock using conventional methods such as like cyanide leaching. Instead, the pathway that historically was pursued uh, was to create a concentrate rather than dore and then truck the concentrate from Esca Creek down to the Port of Stewart, which is a couple hours away, and then load it on a boat and send it to smelters. Historically, half of the concentrate went to Asia and half of it went to the Horn smelter in Quebec that's now owned by Glencore. Um, I expect we'll see a similar kind of customer profile. Certainly all of the big uh, trading houses are interested in the, in the concentrate that we're going to produce as well as uh, smelters directly. The sort of hangover reputationally on the concentrate from Eske was the result of very high levels of deleterious elements in the concentrate. And by that, I mean, you know, as an example, arsenic levels being like five or six percent or even higher. And so historically, uh, SK produced a super high grade uh, concentrate. Keep in mind that the average grade ore of ore historically mined was 45 grams of gold and 2,200 grams of silver per ton of ore. Um, and then that was concentrated by like a factor of five. So, you know, you'd get like 250 grams of, of gold and, and 1,000 grams of silver in every ton of concentrate historically that came out of SK. So, I, I mean, off the charts in terms of, of being really, really a high-grade con, but with that came high levels of deleterious elements. And so not all smelters uh, could take the, the concentrate historically. You know, fast forward to today, we're not mining uh, ore that's super high grade, like what they did historically. We're mining the remnants. We're mining material that was less than their historic cutoff grade. And we're able to do that because we're doing open pit versus underground. Um, there's a direct correlation between the grade of the ore and the levels of deleterious elements. They were mining 45 gram material. We are mining four and a half gram material. So the levels of deleterious elements are just by a consequence of the correlation, much, much, much lower that we have. And therefore they are at levels that, that are easily handled by uh, smelters. And that little nuance just, you know, it seems so obvious, but you know, back two or three years ago, it wasn't something that I mean, investors were very concerned, would the concentrate be saleable? And I can promise you, the concentrate that we are creating from SK is, is 100% saleable. The outstanding question is, what will the payability be on the concentrate? Uh, we've gotten preliminary terms from about 15 different trading houses and, and smelters that suggest an average payability of about 84, 85%. But the concentrate market's a dynamic market and payabilities are always changing depending on that market. So as I look ahead, I could see a range of anywhere from, you know, it might be 80% payability or it could be 90% payability. Uh, but the beauty of a project, you know, like this, that's so high grade for an open pit 
is that grade gives us really good profitability, which gives us margin of safety. Like even if the payability were were 75%, we would still make tons of money with this project. But I hope we can, through competitive process, drive that payability from 85 up towards a 90 type percentile. Great points. And then also the gold price substantially higher as compared to the historic uh, operations uh, today. Exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. And certainly permit modifications, much easier than new permits. And uh, so so good luck on getting the rest of those permits sorted out and step ahead. In the fact, a lot of the development peers don't have that. So that's another key area that I think is a de-risker, at least on this side. Um, before we get to ESG and community work, maybe just talk about some of the staffing transitions that's been taking place as things get closer towards construction. Any key people you want to mention? Yeah, I mean, look, we're always... Uh looking to augment our team and, and hire good people. I mean, one of the positions I've been thinking about starting to recruit for is, a, is an on-staff metallurgist. You know, I think there's a natural progression. As an exploration company, you're very focused on the geology side, like your geologist. And as you move into development, you become a lot more focused on your, your engineering staff and also your, your permitting staff. So we continue to hire people in both those departments. You know, eventually it'll be uh, looking to hire people on the operation side and 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 run the mine once it's in production. But, you know, I will add that I think this is one of the marquee uh, development assets in the world, and it's in a politically stable jurisdiction, Canada. Every large gold mining company in the world would love to have SK Creek in their portfolio. But I'd in- encourage your listeners to go to our website, look at our presentation, and look at slide number 15, which gives you that valuation comp versus predium. And you can see there's just so much, in my opinion, so much upside left in our stock price. Like we are not going to be taken out for like a 30% premium to where the stock trades today. Like that is not going to happen. This is a super rare high grade asset with size in a politically stable jurisdiction. It has to go for a, a premium over a premium price. And myself and our whole team here We'll be working very hard to make sure we achieve that kind of equity return for our shareholders and our partners. Well said. How about ESG and community work here, Walt? Uh, Anything on this front that you want to point out that Skeena is doing maybe differently from others in the region? Anything that comes to mind on ESG and community? Well, with regards to ESG, we're really lucky in that high-grade mines are, are naturally very green. You're mining more ounces of gold per X number of tons than a low grade deposit. You know, the amount of carbon dioxide that we produce per ounce of gold produced is always going to be lower, much, much lower than a deposit that's, say, like a gram versus our deposit that has four and a half grams. Second thing is that we've got three new hydroelectric facilities right next to our project that were built over the last seven years at a cost of $2 billion U.S. When SK Creek operated historically, it was powered by diesel and propane, and in some months, Anecdotally, I've been told that energy represented 50% of the operating cost. Now we have cheap, clean hydropower next door. Energy is predicted to cost us around 5% of our operating cost uh, because we have those that infrastructure there. So you can see another game changer on the cost side. Also contributes to being, you know, I think it'll be one of the lowest greenhouse gas producing large mines in Canada, if not the lowest, once it's in, in operation which leads us to our relationship with the local communities, primarily the Taltan First Nation. Uh, we've worked really hard to get to know that, that nation and its leadership. 
And I'm proud to say that the first equity investment they've ever made into a mining company, they did this past summer with a $5 million investment into Skeena. Uh, we also worked with them to take some of the mineral claims that we held next to a mountain that's sacred to the Taltan Nation. Uh, it's called Mount Adziza. It's a volcano. And we worked with the Taltan to convert roughly 5,000 hectares of land into a new wildlife conservancy. Uh, we really do believe in, you know, as a company, creating shared economic prosperity, but also being good stewards of the environment. And I think you see that in, you know, our willingness to take some portion of our, our land claims and create a wildlife uh, conservatory, while at the same time pushing hard to get a new mine built, one that will be one of the greenest uh, large mines in the world. We're a younger team of people in their 30s and 40s. I mean, we really do believe that you can do both. You can have um, a profitable business and at the same time not jeopardize or harm uh, the environment and the communities in which we work. Well said, and I like some of these initiatives, a little bit different approach, and also I'm sure that as you guys uh, get ramped up here, this is going to be more and more to those local communities in terms of hiring and the economic development that's going to come with it. How about uh, in-game for Skeena, Walt? As you know, it takes a lot to permit first in BC and then, of course, build a mine. You've got developers like Seabridge out there, yet Newcrest takes on Bruce Jack, right? And you've got SK Creek in a unique position. Do you see Skeena becoming a producer similar to Pretium before a takeout, or do you see that this really gets taken earlier and potentially pre-production? Look, my management team, we don't have egos. We're all shareholders in this company. We want to see a share price that reflects the value that's being created. And if that requires us to go all the way into production, so be it. I got a team of people who are pretty, pretty excited and eager to prove that they can uh, get this mine built and into production on time and, and on budget. Um, having said all that, if someone wants to uh, you know, pay us the net present value of, of all that work we have a, ahead of us, and a price that reflects the scarcity of this asset, you know, a bird in hands worth two in the bush. So, you know, somewhere in between, you know, the the value now and and what the value will be on the other side of production, you know, closer to to the right side of that equation, we would certainly consider. So I don't know whether we end up being a a new, you know, major mining company in Canada or if we end up getting taken out. I mean, there are lots of equity research reports that say you know, Skeena is a top five takeout target globally for a development asset. I mean, it's definitely, you know, I would say big mining companies are definitely salivating, hoping they can get their hands on us. I got no problem with that as long as they're willing to pay up for us. I mean, this whole idea of a zero premium, that's never going to happen to Skeena. So uh, it's a long-winded answer that doesn't really tell you whether we will get taken out or not. It just tells you that uh, we're w working hard to make sure we get the stock price a lot higher. Let's see what happens. And for potential investors who are on the sidelines listening, market cap of Skeena stands at about 585 million US dollars. What would you say to investors about considering shares at this near-term construction stage a situation and also the current price levels? Well, I'd say we, we've got a lot of catalysts coming next year. Uh, we're working on our impact benefit agreement with the Taltan First Nation. You know, hope to have that done sort of in the in the spring. We've got a bunch of drill results to come out over the next, you know, call it two or three months from drilling we did this fall at Escape Creek. So you never know when there will be a surprise in the drill results. 
We've got the feasibility study targeted for March of next year, and we'll look to do uh, project financing in the spring. And typically, you know, what we've seen with other companies is when they announce that the project is fully funded, there's generally a nice move in the in the share price. So I think lots of different ways for us to grind Skina's share price higher and outperform our peers in the sector. And Walt, the best way for investors to reach out to the company? We have dedicated investor relations staff. They're extremely knowledgeable. Uh, that's Katie McKenzie and Kelly Earl. You know, feel free to reach out to them at any point. And also, you know, if there's a, a question specifically to me, you can always uh, shoot me an email at uh, wcoles at skinaresources.com. Walt, appreciate the update. Best of luck uh, with the upcoming financing and getting this under construction. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Andrew.